This is the Stoppage Time Podcast from WEGL 91.1, giving you the latest on all the big talking points from the Premier League and the Champions League. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Stoppage Time. As always, I am your host, David Ordway, and yeah, I did it different this week. And I, as I'm always, I'm also joined by Chris Basinger. Chris is sad this week. It's the first. So I'm, I'm just going to say Chris is having a bad night. I don't know. How you doing, Chris? I think you summed it up. Having a bad night. And once again, I am joined by Tanner. How are you doing, Tanner? Yep, still here. Didn't leave the studio, actually. Oh, all week. Nope. You stayed yep. here. Just a nice little nap on the table. There's Actually, there's a nice little spot underneath the table. Uh has some shade. I wish I had known about that. Yeah. Lots of great games this past week, and we will get to every single one of them. But we're going to start with Norwich beating Leicester 1-0 on Friday. Uh, Jamal Lewis scored in the 70th minute. It has been a terrible skid for Leicester, but it was a terrible weekend for most of the top six teams, including Chelsea, who tied Bournemouth 2-2. Two to two. Uh, Jefferson Lerma scored in the 54th minute. Marcus Alonso, the left back, had a brace. And Joshua King scored in the 57th minute. And I think this made everyone in the league happy except for Chelsea fans. Yeah, um, I've I've always been fond of the cherries, right? Liverpool have sold them, uh, sold them great players, including the lights of Dominic Solanke. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, do you remember when everybody was saying that Dominic Solanke was better than Dominic Calvert Lewin? Because that happened like yep six I, months I remember ago. That. I definitely was not that, saying that. that happened. That happened literally <laughs> six months ago. I just, um, to, I just want everybody to remember that. <laughs> might have better facial hair. I don't know, but a- anyways. Yeah, no. Glad for Bournemouth that they could big, pull a result. Point. Huge point. Newcastle tied Burnley 0-0 zero to zero in le- this week's most boring game of the week. Da, uh, da, da, da. Da, 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 da. There wasn't even any highlights from that one. Burnley, right. Burnley's in ninth. They're, oh, I'm well aware. They're, 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 they're catching us. Surprisingly. Uh. They, they're consistently scoring uh, two to three goals per game. West Ham United... 3-1 to one over Southampton. It has finally fallen apart for Southampton this game. Uh, Jarrett Bowen scored in the 15th. Uh, Michael Obafemi scored in the 31st. Sebastian Holler finally scored for West Ham in the 40th. And uh, Antonio scored in the 54th. Antonio's actually had a pretty great year. Jared Bowen is a really, really good signing for them. He's, a, he's the kid from Hull. Yeah, he was tearing it up at Hull. And, yeah, he's a great and now he's, they, signed him in the, they signed him in the winter. I'm kind of disappointed. I would have loved for Everton to sign him. Yeah, we, we were linked with them. But now let's get to the interesting games, and let's let's start. I guess we'll just we'll start with uh, with Everton Manchester United. Uh, I, I want to start with that one. That's a good one. Uh, okay. Uh, um, so Everton and Manchester United tied one to one. Dominic Calvert Lewin scored in the third minute. Everton loves early goals. Evidently, uh, loves them. And uh, Bruno Fernandez scored in the thirty first minute. Uh, Shouldn't have. I just that just does Pickford. Pickford should have. Oh, yeah, Pickford it, had a bad. Game. It should have been saved, but it was also. Uh, oh, who was it that messed up the pass? It wasn't Sadiba again. So we we were trying to play it out of the back, and it just didn't work. And I'm I'm not gonna blame anything on Yuri Mina this time. Well, he wasn't because playing, he was so. not playing <laughs> in this game. <laughs> I, I think that he could have actually helped with that because he's a bit better playing the ball than. Uh, I'd say. Either of our two, either of the center backs that started, just because Holgate's a little inconsistent, um, he's gonna be the best out of any of them. But uh, but Michael Keane has feet made of bricks, so yeah, not, not great, not great <laughs> yeah. control. I remember when he played for Burnley, he was outstanding. And he was really he was really good last year. I think he was he was among the like top choices for our like club player of the year. But Luca Dini won because he's he was great last year, but. Yeah, he's he's kind of fallen off, and I mean, with Holgate stepping up, it's there's nothing he could do about it. Yeah, I watched this game with you, and uh, there were definitely points where I, I think Everton excelled, uh, especially. Uh, I I think they were a lot better in in the transition in this game, especially compared to the Arsenal game, um, where where they were struggling a bit, and that's um, part of the reason why they didn't get enough goals. Uh, in this game, they had a uh, two point one. Expected goals and uh, United only had a 1.13 expected goals, so that kind of shows how how much um, they they have to offer. Even though the scoreline didn't reflect that, 
should, unfortunately, should unfortunately, it. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, Everton had uh, the first the more f- shots than United too. Yeah, the first half yeah. was a little. First half was a little shaky. It was also at Goodison, which always helps. Uh, after that third minute goal from Dominic, which was so lucky, so oh. so lucky. Oh yes, De Gea just made a made a really really stupid mistake, and and Dom was was working and and happened to capitalize on it. Um, I, I believe I've never actually seen one of those go in. De Gea and Pickford both have uh, seven errors each, leading to goals. Yeah, I, I'm not surprised at all. But yeah, the first half was a little shaky, and then we came out in the second half, and I we really deserved three points. It's, I think it's the it's the second game in a row where we've come away with fewer points than I think we deserved. I think at Arsenal we at least deserved a point. Um, I, th- I think if we want to talk about the most lucky team in the league, let's talk about Chelsea because there have been multiple teams now that have a ch- have had the shot at topping them in the table, taking fourth place away from them, and they just can't do it. They're like it's like kryptonite. No, it was like last season. There there was that a uh, battle for fourth, and it seemed like no one wanted it between Arsenal, Chelsea. Um, or, or, and, Tottenham. and Tottenham, yeah, and um, no, even like going into the last day, I, I think Arsenal needed to beat Brighton by something like nine goals yeah. uh, to yeah, to get in it. fourth. Yeah, they didn't do that. But yeah, no, he, he, at one point um, uh, last season, United even uh, drew Huddersfield. So I mean, they really didn't want fourth place in that. <laughs> but it'll. Uh, it seems like we're having similar we're, issues. We're, we're this having season. similar issues this year. Uh, we just, I mean, I guess we'll talk about the next one too. Not yeah. yet. But but something that did help. I have uh, United I stay have stay a in this. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, it needs to be and, aired. and that's what we're going to talk about. Something that uh, helped United stay in this, I, I suppose, top five race uh, was the fact that they did not lose two to one to Everton, based off of a supposed goal. That occurred late in the match. Tanner, do you do you want to talk about that? I I think it was a goal. I I, I oh yeah, plenty of people that disagree oh, I, I with agree. me, I mainly agree with of the uh, the Red Devils persuasion. Um, but I, I don't think it should have been disallowed. Um, but I, like I understand why it was. I guess I guess I see what the referee saw. You just disagree. I just think he's dumb, and I don't agree with it at all. <laughs> like, like he De, wasn't blocking De the Gea, view of De Gea. De Gea wasn't saving it, no matter what. I don't understand how you call it obstructing the line of sight when Gilfie Sigurdsson is on the ground. De Gea is six foot four, and, and and just can see the ball. I just don't know how you can consider that obstruction. And on top of that, he was actively avoiding the ball. Like he 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 pulled his feet back to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Which when we first watched the replay, we're like, oh, did he touch it before it went in? We saw him pull, saw him pull his feet back. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a goal. He and, got out of the way. He and was, I I believe the referee uh, called the goal. Yeah, the referee to, to begin with, it had to mm-hmm. take the VAR check to overturn that. Yes, yes, it did. But uh, what what really kind of irks me is that what put him on the ground um, was a challenge by Aaron Juan Basaka, where he slid into Gilfie Sigurdsson and took him out inside the penalty box. Which, in case whoever's listening to this doesn't know the rules of soccer, which you know it would be really weird to listen to this podcast. If you tackle someone inside the box illegally, that results in a penalty kick. However, a penalty was not given. Not even, this year. Even, <laughs> <laughs> even after the review, uh, we should have had a penalty given before DCL even had the, had the chance to shoot. And that brings me to my next point. David, what two teams have not been awarded a penalty this year in the Premier Leagues? I, one's obvious, because I'm asking. Everton. And? Take your time. Da-na-na. Bournemouth. No, Newcastle, actually. But aside from Everton and Newcastle, the, the traditional top six, the current big six, whatever you want to call it, have been awarded 32 penalties. The other 12 teams have been awarded, or 14 teams, counting Everton and Newcastle, have been awarded 30 penalties. And now, obviously, that's, that's, interesting. That's, not, that's not saying that there's this inherent bias, although there is. Um <laughs> I don't like. I think obviously the, the the big six teams get into the box more. They get fouled in the box more. It makes sense for them to have some more penalties, but to have more than double the amount of penalties as the remain as the at least by like per team, um, to have more than double the penalties that that all, all the other teams have is is outrageous to me. And I think that there's an issue with with Premier League referees. There always has been. They're not up to the quality that other top leagues are. No, and, but they're not. They're not. Bad. I think there's an issue with all referees right now. 
Oh yeah, no, there is, and it's just, it's just, it's just something that needs to improve. And VAR, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> did not, did, did not help it. And I think that it's just going to be something that we'll have to get through and get used to. Now, do you think if, if there was not a goal, and the ball had instead gone out of bounds, do you think that there could have been a VAR check to see if there was a penalty instead of the goal? I don't think it really. I, apparently, there was a VAR check. Apparently, they looked at it and they didn't give the penalty, which mm. I don't. I, I don't get that either. Um, but I feel like if it hadn't been deflected, I, like one, I don't know if it goes in. Two, I don't know if the Haya saves it. But if it goes in where it originally was headed, which I believe was sort of the the left side of the goal, that would not have been obstruction. It would have been offsides. Mm-hmm. But because of the deflection off Harry Maguire, it 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 is what it is. We'll take our sad one point, um, but you know, outside of the range of emotions from that uh, United game, uh, it kind of left me wanting to temper expectations um, for for us, uh, which to me only means that we don't necessarily need Europe. Uh, like we're kind of starting to fall behind, whether that be for eighth or seventh. Although we are only three points off of that, um, so it's still close. But I don't think that not qualifying for Europe would would be the end of the world. Um, I mean, we we'll have some financial questions if we don't, um, just because we we've had some major losses over the last couple of years, and for financial fair play, we got to get some of that figured out. Um, but I mean, we have a good young core with Richarlison, Dominic, Calvert Lewin, uh, and and Mason Holgate, and some good, slightly older talent around them, and Mina Gomes and and Dina. Um, and I think we're in a good position going into next season. Uh, but the biggest difference from this year is, is the manager, obviously. I mean, this year we came in with Marco Silva, and next year we'll be coming in with Carlo Ancelotti, who's one of the two managers. Which is very obvious that Marco Silva's the best out of the bunch there. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> Carlo Ancelotti's one of two managers to win three Champions Leagues, and he's in our dugout, which is crazy to me. And I think he and Duncan, Duncan Ferguson have kind of brought a sense of fire to the team. And I think that was really lacking. And I think the red card was kind of a good indication of that. Albeit, I don't think he should have gotten a he red card. He shouldn't have gotten a red card. I have not seen. I remember Pochettino getting in Mike Dean's face last year after the Burnley game, and he didn't get a red card. You don't even have to go that far. You can go about 45 minutes back into our game, and you can see Fred getting into the dude, into into the referee's face and shoving him and getting a yellow card and not a red. Um, I think it was just kind of him being like, okay, look, I'm in charge. You're not. Get out of here. Um, so hopefully it doesn't result in a touchline ban, but I mean, well, if it it's does, gonna three. Uh, it, it's gonna be three. there is no way. Like, like he even said that he went in and, and talked to the referees and it was just a misunderstanding. Um, he thought he'd cursed at him or something. Um, so hopefully it'll get overturned. We'll, we'll see. And if it does result in a touchline ban, so be it. Duncan Ferguson's going to continue his, uh, big dunk, his unbeaten streak <laughs> as a, <laughs> as a, as a top flight manager. But I think regardless of what happens at the end of this year, we get into Europe. Awesome. If not, I'm still really excited about our team. I feel bad. I totally skipped this game. Brighton, Hovalby, and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace won one to nothing. Jordan Ayew scored in the 70th minute. Brighton's getting down towards. I know towards relegation. They're only a they're only a point 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 away. You know who else is getting close to relegation? Tottenham Hotspur is getting close to relegation. They're really not as close as really Arsenal. Not. Not as close as Arsenal. Or Everton well, or Crystal Palace so or any of the teams below them in the table. This week, or Norwich. This week on <laughs> how how sad can I be? Tottenham has lost three games in a row for the first time in a long time. Uh, and I'm sad. But what makes me more sad is the fact that I saw a article today written by Matt Law, who I think he's a writer for the Times, that said that Harry Kane was considering his future at Tottenham Hotspur. And I can take this in two different routes. I can say, oh my gosh, the world is going to end. Or I can sit there and go, oh, Matt Law's a Chelsea fan, and I probably really shouldn't pay too much attention to Harry Kane thinking about his future, in which he should probably do that after every season. But no matter what happens, Tottenham Hotspur scored two, and Wolverhampton Wanderers scored three. It sounds like we're at a meeting of Tottenham fans anonymous. It is. <laughs> so, Steven Bergwin scored in the 13th minute, which for me was great. We scored a goal. How amazing is that? We haven't scored a goal in a long time. Matt Doherty then scored in the 27th minute, and then I got sad again. 
And then I got really happy because Serge Aurier scored a really nice goal in the 45th minute. And I'm going in the halftime like, oh, boys, we got this. Oh, was I wrong? Diego Jota scored in the 57th. And then Raul Jimenez, who had an unbelievable game, scored in the 73rd. And then I just cried because it was just terrible. See, I I think your mentality was wrong there because you got to look at it from the perspective of Wolves. Wolves uh, have gotten the most points from losing positions this season. I I believe uh, with the Tottenham win, uh, that makes it 35 points from losing positions. So really, I don't think you've beaten Wolves until you've beaten Wolves. Maybe maybe you should have let you can try you can try to make me feel better. You can try to make me feel better. This is not making me feel any better. (laughs) I'm sorry. We play we play Norwich together together tomorrow wow uh in the fa cup and i'm scared but what makes me happy is and this is the one positive i can take from this game the one positive Uh uh-huh troy parrot came in and played four minutes of stoppage time and he's then went down to our u23s yesterday and he scored a goal in the first like 10 minutes of the game by being assisted by pochettino his son pochettino's son oh my gosh (laughs) and they pulled him out at halftime, and uh, Mourinho said that he's going to start in the bench tomorrow, which means he's probably going to play tomorrow, which I'm pumped about because we'll finally have a striker on the field. Brilliant. That, no, that's what I was saying. This is probably the best chance to uh, see what he can test. Do. Yeah, and test they don't have Pirate. and Pukki's not playing tomorrow for Norwich, so really he's sick. So, oh, uh, hope it's not coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, that's that's, that's a groaner. That's a scary. Yeah, that was a groaner. It was bad. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's it's good for uh, Parrot. I've been saying for a couple weeks that uh, Tottenham still seem like they don't have any goal scorers. And uh, Bergvine has, has gotten a couple, but he's not going to be as consistent as Son uh, is ever going to be. So, uh, yeah, no, it, it's good. Um, and I, I think if Parrot starts and he scores – um, we're gonna play him till Harry Kane comes. You, you gotta play him. You you gotta play him. Um, you gotta play him in the Champions League. I, it's just it's just yeah. This is typical typical yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, terrible. Because I I mean, uh, Tot- you- Tottenham had twelve shots against Leipzig, but I don't think any of those were Dude, real. That game was so bad. Good that game was chances. so terrible. Are you, are you saying that that Jose, Jose Mourinho needs to to lay all of his hopes? In the Champions League, uh, on Troy Parrott. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. If if he if he so. starts and scores tomorrow, and we don't play him against Leipzig, that's going to be the, the number one the story. Fans are going to go bizarre. All right. Well, I don't think he's going to start tomorrow. Oh, he's not going to start tomorrow. But like, if he comes, if he in, if he score, oh, if he score, no, I agree with you. But I just don't think that Jose will agree with well, you. And then, and then who's going to start up up top? Lucas Bird and <laughs> and. Deli Alley with Bergvine. Could you on the imagine left? if one of them got injured? Could you imagine what what would what would happen to our club? You'd be Chelsea. Well, Parrot uh, <laughs> Parrot would have to start every match. Then you you wouldn't have enough people. You would not have enough people unless you want to play that's, six at the back. That's what you need. You actually need one of them to get injured. I don't want any of that to happen. <laughs> some Tottenham fans may disagree with me because some people just don't like Lucas Moore. I, I'm not talking about that again this week. I don't understand it. Uh when the world needs a hero, Watford was the hero this this past week, and and this is this is a chance for me and Tanner to just take a moment and reflect on what a great weekend it really was. <sighs> I think I think this just the last like four days have proved that uh-uh. Liverpool indeed are are vincible. Are are vincible and, and very let, vincible. And, and let me just let me just give you a little bit of a, you know, when you when you watch a Liverpool game as a as a fan of just the sport. And you sit there and you watch Liverpool fan a game after after an unbelievable run, which I have to give it to him. And you watch them and the game, say West Ham United's up two to one, and you're sitting there going, "Oh my gosh, there's a chance!" And then a ball rolls through Fabianski's legs, and you realize and go, "Oh no, it's gone." Well, this week, Sar scored in the 54th minute. And it was like the shot heard around the world. It was literally like the start of the revolution. It's the second week in a row he's used that exact term to describe I've it. Used it I've used it twice. I've used it twice. Against Liverpool. I've used it twice. And this one, 
actually worked because <laughs> Scar, Sar then scored again the 60th minute. And like people are like, oh my gosh, it might happen. And then the greatest striker of all time, Troy Deeney, scored. <laughs> and it was like after in, in Star Wars, after they, they destroyed the Death Star. Hold on. No, 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 no. You do not get to make that comparison. Oh, oh, you do not. I, it was like, no, I, I, I honestly am, pictured, I honestly. You're done. I <laughs> muted you. You're done. No more talking from you. Okay. okay but so it isn't, yeah, I get, I get what David was saying. <laughs> no, I have made that comparison on the show before. I made the comparison to the Death Star. If anyone is the Death Star, it is Manchester City. Okay, but, but Manchester no. City is the Death Star. Okay. <laughs> That is all I'm saying. How do you know Darth Vader didn't come about his wealth organically? Why does it have to be a rich oil? And, 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 and what I have to say, and I, had, and I Darth wasn't Vader is made of plastic. And I, and I wasn't saying that the Death Star blew up was like Liverpool blowing up, but it was like you know that 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 view of Endor after it blows up when all the Ewoks are jumping around, being really happy, and everybody, all the little so, all the soldiers from the rebellion are all really really pumped and happy. Oh, is that, is that's, that that was every team in the Premier League this past weekend. <laughs> it really was. Did you see the no, video? No, really. It's it's only Arsenal. No, it was everybody. Did you see the video that was posted? Mm. It was uh so you know that Roy Williams clip of him celebrating in the yeah. locker room where he's like, Dude, yes. it was Watford yes. Watford over yes. them city like clapping him on the back. And it was literally every other team. Yeah. Every literally every team like like the reason I said it's like the Death Star is because the whole galaxy. People that don't even know we exist were celebrating that. Yes. Like, like 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 aliens. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Way to way to paint Liverpool as the baddies somehow. Oh, and we're I, going I, I totally on forgot this. I forgot I totally forgot to say the score. Run. It was three to nothing to Watford. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Chris Chris did predict it to be three nothing. I just want to make this Shut your yaps. <laughs> Zip it, okay? I have, a, I have a full page here of things that I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to make you two listen to it <laughs> while I talk about it. And you're just going to have to listen. Okay. So the important thing <coughs> is that Liverpool are still 22 points at the top of the Premier League table. Cue children uh, clapping and laughing yeah, and wait, saying, shouldn't yeah. you be 25? No, 20, 22. I know. Shouldn't you be 25 points up, though? <laughs> Stop it. That's enough out of you. I will mute your mic. <laughs> I said this last week, and I will say it again. I do not care about records. Really, the only people who were caring about records at this point were members of the media who needed something to talk about because they had nothing other than uh, to say Liverpool won another game this week and Arsenal supporters. I think Arsenal supporters uh, celebrated... Liverpool losing more than they were disappointed in Arsenal losing to Olympiacos this week. Oh yeah, I forgot to talk about that. What a, what a great week it really was you, for soccer. You, what, what a, oh. I can't believe Aubameyang missed that. They don't. No, this is my this I is was, my part. You no. you mentioned it. <laughs> Cut it. No, we're going back to Liverpool. Okay. That 2003 and 2004 Arsenal Invincibles. It was incredible. But they had 12 draws. They had 12 draws. They lost. To Middlesbrough in two legs, but did they um, did they lose in the league though? They didn't lose in the league. <laughs> but if if you look at, and I don't care about records, but it, uh, Liverpool had the best unre- unbeaten record run. If you look if you look at the uh, the points that Liverpool accumulated over those forty four games, it was one hundred and twenty two, and Arsenal only got one hundred and twenty one over forty nine games. But they sure they went an entire season unbeaten, and if those. Um, 44 games have been positioned differently than it would have covered a season for Liverpool. But I don't care about that. The, the biggest thing is congratulations to Watford. They played an incredible game. They had a lot of spirit. They had a lot more to play for. And they're now out of relegation. Barely out of relegation, but out of relegation. Which puts Bournemouth in the relegation, which Liverpool get to play next week. So that'll be interesting. But I'll get back to that. But So, so Liverpool is going to put another team out of relegation? Stop it. <laughs> but just a reminder... Everyone's been coming up to me and talking to me about, oh, Liverpool lost. This is a, this is a travesty. Oh, I can't believe that this has happened. Just just to remind everyone, uh, City have lost to Tottenham, Wolves, Man United, Liverpool, Wolves again, and Norwich this season. So you can't you can't say that this one Watford loss ruins I, I the have, Liverpool I have season a, I have because a it, it doesn't. I have a comment. So. 
Mm. I went back and I looked up the Premier League table from 2004, 2003, 2004 season when the Arsenal team went invincible. And this is nothing. And this is nothing against Liverpool at all. This is just a an interesting look back in history. Could you tell me who the three teams that were relegated were that year? Could you take a guess? The three teams that were relegated yeah. in 2003, 2004? Yep. It's not as hard as you think. Oh, uh, I don't know. Is it Norwich? No, no, no. It's not Norwich. Okay. Is it... Uh, think of teams in the in, in the top flight right now. They're in the top flight right, right now. now. All two, th- two out of the three two are, but the, the other three. one is a really well-known team. Is it Leeds? One's Leeds. Okay. Leeds... Uh, Newcastle? Newcastle finished fifth that year. Oh. Whoa. Really? Oh, this it's a weird table. Uh, oh, is Alan Shearer still yeah, yeah, playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read okay, you fine. Just, I'm just gonna read you twelve through seventeen and then I'll Okay. So twelfth was Southampton, not hard. Thirteenth was Portmouth, fourteenth was Tottenham Hotspur, fifteenth was Blackburn Rovers. Are you ready for this? Sixteenth, Manchester City. 17th Everton. Now, oh, that was that year. Who is 18th and who is 20th? Um, both are top flight teams in the Premier League right now. Uh, Burnley? Nope. Watford? Uh, nope. Wolves. One. They finished 20th. Who is 18th? I. Uh, West Ham? Leicester City. Uh, Leicester. Okay. But you know what the difference between this Arsenal team was going undefeated and the Liverpool team was? Watford. You know why Arsenal didn't go undefeated this year? This year because Watford weren't in the Premier League. Okay. Also, the <laughs> the the reason the reason why uh, Liverpool didn't go undefeated. Uh, what was there a leap year that year? No, it shouldn't have been. Well, yeah, no. Oh, 2004, 2004 was. But yeah. they but did they play on a leap year? Think you're about they it. Played on Think about it. Day? Think about Is it. Is that what you're going? You're Julius Caesar. That far? Julius Caesar literally had to invent a day. Wait a so that you, Liverpool, you're going into Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar you, you didn't had to about Star Wars and the I have a whole rebellion. page of that I could have talked about and it would have been very smart, but you're throwing out all these ridiculous theories at me. <laughs> Stop it. I'm I'm going you know back to the scene, paper. You know that scene, I'm going back to you the know paper. That meme of the crabs dancing on the beach. You're gone. <laughs> so if you actually look at the at the numbers, if you actually look at the stats, uh, they did not play on leap day, but they did play the day before leap day. They they uh they they uh they beat Charlton Athletic. Okay, I bet they I bet you if they had played Charlton Athletic on uh, February 29th, they would have lost. But anyways, going back to the the facts and the numbers about this game that I actually want to talk about, um, Liverpool didn't. Play a terrible game, at, mm, uh, possession wise. I guess I can say they had seventy-one percent possession, but only seven shots, and only one of those was on target. And Watford had twenty-nine percent possession with fourteen shots, five of which being on target. Uh, given, uh, I, I believe four, maybe all five of those shots on target. Um, it, you can be you can attribute those to direct errors by a certain person, but I'm not putting all the blame on that person. But I will talk about that in a minute. But Liverpool also had six hundred out of out of the seven hundred and sixty one passes that Liverpool had this game, six hundred and eighty three of them were sh- considered short passes, and the majority of those were conservative short passes. So Liverpool weren't really playing up the field trying to attack. Um, going back to the goals, XG. For Watford, out of the three goals that they scored, they had an XG of 2.73. Pretty good. Really good. Really good. Pretty accurate. Liverpool only had 0.2 XG. 0.2. Andy Robertson had the highest percentage shot uh, at uh, 0.06. And there were no shots from Sadio Mane, who started the game, Roberto Firmino, who started the game, and Divock Origi, who came on in the 70th. Right? If you if you look at the players in the game who were driving the game forward, uh, Alex Oxley Chamberlain had a good first half and was playing forward for uh, the majority of the first half. Second half he dropped off a little bit, but then Andy Robertson was the one who was really pushing along that left side. There were multiple times where I saw him go ahead of Sadio Mane as he usually does and trying to make that uh, cut in run, and either uh, Wijnaldum 
or Sadio Mane on the left would have the ball, look to him, and he would be gesturing forward, trying to say, hey, pass the ball here, I'm trying to make this run. And instead they would do the conservative thing and pass it back to Virgil van Dijk or Sadio would pass it back to uh, Gino Wijnaldum. I don't, I really don't think that Liverpool took enough chances in this game. And um, the one, the one big player that I want to talk about that that left me scratching my head when I I saw his name down on on the starters list was Dejan Lovren, and I have watched enough of Klopp's games to understand that he can be a good player and he has had good performances. And Joel Matip didn't have the best showing against West Ham in the five or so minutes that he was on the pitch. Um, but I, I just thought it was weird that Lovren was starting ahead of Matip. And I, I trust Klopp, and I only thought for a moment that it was weird, and then I moved on. Um, but nevertheless, I, I it did feel weird. And I went back after the game, and I, I rewatched the highlights, and I found four instances where um, he had an error that um, either directly or supplementary um, a uh, the, where he had an error that directly led to a goal, right? The one I disagree with you with. I, I will read them out and see if you disagree, okay? In the 45th plus five minutes, so five minutes salvage time first half, um, Dejan Lovren was holding on to Troy Deeney which Dini was bullying him the whole match. They were they were going head to head. Dini had a game plan. He was going to attack Lovren, and he, he he was he was always it seemed like one step ahead of him because Dini knew exactly what he was going to do, and Lovren was just too too focused on the ball and just didn't account for what Dini was trying to do, and never seemed to either get the ball or get Choi Dini because he was all he was always torn. But in the forty fifth plus five. Holds on to Dini, fails to clear the ball, uh, lets Dini in behind with a clear shot and watches um, instead of going to the ball. So so Dini takes a shot, kind of Allison kind of scoops it up, uh, but doesn't really hold on to it. And Lovren, instead of like going back and trying to support Allison, just assumes that he has it. And Dini gets another shot on, and it's only by Allison's foot that it gets saved. Um, in the second half, in the 46th minute, um, he he moves with Dini, right? He moves with Dini, and he's holding on to Dini, which he's been doing the entire game. But uh, he he completely misses the header. It bounces in front of Dini, goes over him. Lovren misses the header because he's too busy holding on to Dini to actually get to the ball. But the ball going behind him allows uh, for uh, Pereira to go get the ball, which Virgil has to then leave uh, his position just outside the six-yard box to go attack Pereira and uh, Fabinho is kind of like hovering around a bit. Um, but, oh, sorry, that, that's the 53rd. In the 46, he's holding on to Dini outside the box, uh, goes over him to Pereira, passes to Saar, uh, but it's saved by Allison. In the 53rd, he's holding on to Dini again just outside the six-yard box. This is for the first goal. Um, it bounces over him, forces Virgil to move towards the ball, uh, which opens up space. Fab, who hasn't been playing uh, very well since he's come back from uh, his injury and come back from the break, uh, doesn't recognize this. He's too busy watching the ball, and he doesn't go d- drop into the space. Um, ball gets passed in front of Fabinho. Uh, he fails to react. First goal is scored. And then in the 60th minute, um, Lovren is positioned too far up on the throw-in. Uh, well, it's not really a throw-in. The ball looked... As if it was going out of bounds, it was not out of bounds. Uh, Robertson and I believe Sadio Mane believe the ball was out of bounds, and uh, Liverpool just shut down for a moment. It seemed like, but Lovren was positioned too far up, anyways. Uh, this one mostly is a is a team blame, uh, but there was just there was too much. There was no reason for him to be that high up, uh, and it just allowed too much space for uh, Dini to break apart from Virgil, who just also fell asleep um, while they were thinking the the ball was out of bounds. But, I mean, the big thing is the whole team was playing on cruise control. And, sure, I can blame at least two of the goals on Dejan Lovren uh, and and the back line. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold was to blame for the third goal. That was a terrible back pass. 
Um, but it, it seems like the the whole team was just off today, and I, I don't want to say it's because they forgot how to lose. But there were definitely games like this where it came very, very close to them losing, and they managed to pull it out. And this, this it seems like this was just a bridge too far, because there have been so great many movie. great movie. Great movie. Sh- Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Ross's dad from Friends. Is oh, that really? the movie? That? Oh yeah. yeah, he is. He is. He is. Yeah. In that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, there Ross's were... dad from Friends was also in uh, the Ocean's movies, correct? In the in the new ones. Yeah, the new. Not one. the original one. No, but, like Ocean's Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen. Yeah, no, not the one with Frank Sinatra. And no, no, but he was—he was in the. Yeah. he was in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movies, too. good movies, yeah, great movies. Yeah, it used to be on Netflix. Uh, anyways, I mean, there there have been close calls like this, right? Sheffield United one nil. It took uh, Dean Henderson spilling the ball in between his legs for it to go in. Leicester City two to one, close penalty at the end. Uh, Man United one one away. If Adam Lallana doesn't get that tap in, then it's a loss. Um, and e- even the 2-0 game at Anfield was close until the very end. They, you always thought that United could st- score in those last 15 minutes. Uh, Tottenham, the 2-1 was close, especially after Harry Kane scores in like 45 seconds, it seems like. Uh, and the 1-0 away was was very close. Aston Villa, 2-1, waiting until the 87th minute for Andy Robertson to head in one goal, and then the 90-plus-4 um, for Sadio Mane to head in the other goal. Uh, Crystal Palace allowing them to score in the 80-some minute just for Roberto Firmino to score in the 85th. Wolves, the the 1-0 game and the 2-1 game. Norwich, the 1-0 game uh, just before this one. Uh, But the big difference between all of those games that I've mentioned and the West Ham game that ended 3-2 and this game, which which have been the two games where uh, we've conceded the most point or the most goals in a long time, was the absence of Jordan Henderson, who I believe these two games absolutely prove that he is the most important player for Liverpool. You can't say he's the best because Virgil Van Dijk is amazing and Allison is amazing and Salah, Mane, Firmino, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold are amazing. But Jordan Henderson is the key player, and he's getting a lot of recognition, especially now because people are trying to find um, some explanation to this um, the, this slump, uh, I guess you could say. And I mean, in the last game that Jordan Henderson played, and I mean, really played in his natural, I guess his new natural position, because um, in the game against Norwich, he had to go back into that holding midfielder role, that number six, because uh, Fabinho was out of that match. But in the last game that he and Fabinho played in was against Southampton. He had 54 touches, 100% dribble success, seven long balls, seven ground duels won, three interceptions, two key passes, one big chance created, one goal, one assist. Massive, massive mentality. And I think the, the best analogy that I can give for this is Liverpool without Jordan Henderson is like trying to drive a car with no steering wheel. Right, the whole team can go forward, the whole team can go backward, but without the wheel, there's no direction. Right, he's cut. Liverpool's kind of like Manchester United, but don't, with Oli. Don't compare those two. <laughs> Do not compare those two. Just because I said wheel, you said wheel, and I you said I know I said wheel, but you can't compare those two. Right? They just they just. Wait, so seem... is Jordan Henderson Oli? Gosh. Yes, he is. No, no. You know, Jordan Henderson Jordan, Jordan is Hen- the wheel. He, he so is the Klopp wheel. is Oli. Yes, Klopp is Oli. Sure. Very sure, similar. Sure. Yes. But we're not driving a bus. We're driving a sports car. No, they're driving a bus. No, no. It's, it's like a coach. It's like a nice bus. It's a nice coach. We, we are driving the, the transfer van. And I know you guys don't know anything about that, but any any Liverpool supporter knows about the, the legendary van that brings new players to Melwood, um, that's kind of weird. It's no, it's legendary. But anyways, um, <laughs> you say so. But okay, so, so it, it's they they just seem lost in the midfield. They they feel really lost. There's there's no real connection with the front three without a Henderson. I was very surprised that James Milner didn't start today uh, in uh, the the FA Cup match against Chelsea because I thought that he would give. Uh, some of that direction that they've been lacking. And Fabinho also looks 
uh, very off the pace, especially after that injury. Um, he uh, was the reason for two of the goals, uh, I guess the two goals, um, Liverpool went in today. He lost the ball easily just outside the box, giving it uh, away to Chelsea. And then also um, on the Ross Barkley goal, just could not keep up with Ross Barkley, which is which is hard to believe because he was fast and now he's really not. But the fact that Fabinho can't keep up with Ross Barkley just boggles the mind. And Joe Gomez didn't do a good job of closing him down either uh, on the shot. But I, I, there were there were also so many opportunities today. Um, but I, I'm going to compare this season's slump to last season's slump because last season's slump was the reason why Liverpool didn't win the title is because uh, uh, they went away to City, lost 2-1 to one by 11 millimeters, uh, and they went on to um, lose to Wolves in the FA Cup, fielding a, a, a B-side, honestly, uh, and then drew four out of their next eight Premier League games against uh, West Ham away, Leicester at home, uh, Everton away, and uh, United away, I believe are all those. Um, but how they recovered was a trip to Munich and a 3-1 win against Bayern Munich to really, you know, kick it back into gear, get the juices flowing, just figuring out, like, the identity of this team and how they want to play. And I, I, I think they've they've lost a little bit of that and losing uh, your captain, losing that voice. He's still in the dressing room. He, he was in uh, the stands uh, in the Watford game. But I, I think just losing that voice on the pitch, that direction that they're lacking, uh, is is a huge factor. Uh, and then if you look, if after the Watford loss, there, there's only been one game. They lost to Chelsea in the FA Cup, fielding a, a B-plus side. Klopp, that was not a B-plus side. It was a B-plus no, side. Hold it, on. It was, it was, Chelsea also fielded it a B-plus side. It was an A-minus side. side. I'd it say an it's an A-minus. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say B-plus because, uh, first of all, Chelsea— Virgil van Dijk. Chelsea is forced— Chelsea was basically forced to Sadio play. Sadio Mane. <coughs> Origi Minamino, Origi, Curtis Jones, Williams. Origi is an A-minus player. Neko Williams, yeah. You had, you had three <laughs> Origi four is an A-minus player in the last 20 minutes of games. Andy Robertson. Adrian is admittedly Adrian, B. Five, five non-starters. Yeah, but, they, right? but Chelsea you, you played. That's why I'm saying A-minus. But Chelsea played Billy Gilmore. Gilmore. That's B-plus. Well, no, it's, it's, so you have six regular starters. So, therefore, it's closer to A than it is Joe B. Gomez is wanna, co- Joe, Gomez, Joe Gomez is coming back saying, from injury. I'm just saying, based on the math, Six Joe Gomez at, is coming back. But six out of eleven I'm, I'm gonna is say more than five out of eleven. But, but it's not like Chelsea's. It doesn't really matter. It's, it's their close. full squad. Well, Chelsea doesn't have a full squad. They're very, very. Chelsea hurt. also don't have anything else to play for, right? They they have to they play for top four. They're for in them. the Champions League. They're in the Champions <laughs> League, but are they in the Champions League? No, they're not. No, they're they're going to lose to Bayern. It is inevitable. Um. So. Yeah, it wasn't was it you all winning undefeated also inevitable? I just want to. No, it was not. I've heard. No, that. the the stats don't lie. If you if you look at the stats, right, uh, the the predicted even a couple weeks ago, yeah, even no, even after all of these games and only having one draw coming into this past week, it, the the stats said that Liverpool would draw draw uh, three games total this season and lose one. And I I wasn't entirely disappointed after this one. I would. <laughs> You were surprised. I was so, I was more so surprised than disappointed. Uh, I, it's not like I was upset because oh, there's there's going to be no chance of this invincible season, right? Honestly, don't really care too much about that. Like I said, but um, I I think the most important thing is going to be how Liverpool recover from this. And this weekend they have a they have a home game against Bournemouth. That's going to be huge. They're going to want to perform in front of the Anfield crowd, and I think they're going to be able to. And then on Wednesday, <coughs> excuse me, um, European night at Anfield. It's where heroes are made. That's the hero that, will be Diego Simeone's low block. N- n- no, it's not. <laughs> Morata's going to. No, it's not. Jordan Henderson's no, going I, to come back and lead the team. I think that's going to that's going to be it. Liverpool's going to win like. Four to one. It's gonna it's, be, I think it's going to be a blowout. Dude, we thought the same thing about Watford. We we keep we, we keep saying all these things, and it's not over until it's over. But I think the best chance for Liverpool to go through is if Jordan Henderson comes back and is able to lead this team 
out of the slump into the promised land. So let me let me ask you a question. Do mm-hmm. you, would you, without say say you somehow get knocked out by Atletico, without Champions League success, would this season be a bit of a disappointment if you only come no. away with the Premier League? No, not at all. No doubt. Thirty years. People were saying last season that they would have rather taken the Premier League than taking the Champions League. And that was after going to the Champions League final and losing in a game where we should not have lost at Loris Carius. It's your fault. Um, <laughs> but, no, th- this means so much to everyone. This is the only thing that people care about this season. Uh, it- it's the only thing that people should care about in England. Uh, th- this is the this is arguably bigger than the last two times that Liverpool have won the Champions League, arguably, because it has been 30 years. It has been so long. It means so much to everyone. It, it means everything to the players. It means everything to the manager. Um, that's And especially after last season, coming so close, coming to 97 points, which would have won the title in something like 29 out of the last um, or uh, like 27 out of the last 28 or 29 seasons uh, and, and falling just short, the Premier League title means everything. All right. We need to get off Liverpool because we, we got to get off Liverpool. Actually, well, we're actually going to talk about them in a second anyway. anyway Let's so. talk about their biggest, their biggest uh, uh, title challengers, Manchester City. All right, let's talk about Manchester City. Of course, so, have no shot ha. at actually winning the Manchester title. City, ha. but they did. went to the Bernabeu. Scoff. Bernabeu. Bernabeu, 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 Bernabeu. Um, and they won. And they won. Like I said they would. Two to one. Like um, I said they would. Manchester City came back in the game. They were down one nothing. East Coast scored, and then... Uh, so, I, don't I don't remember who scored. But anyway, the one thing I will talk about from that game is the... Red card that was given. Well, two things. Uh, the one was the push in the back on Ramos, and uh, and the other one was the red card on Ramos later in the game, which I think uh, I totally understand why they gave it. I thought it was a light foul, but I understood the red card. I mean, that's a- according to the rules, it's the way it should be. I I I just disagree. It should have been a red card. I don't like how soft it was because it's just like like you guys are grown men. Play the game of soccer. Like I'm just being honest. Like how many times do you watch Messi, who's the best player to ever play the game, run down the field and Messi just doesn't go down? And it's like it's like I watch him and then I'll watch Gabriel Jesus get tapped on the back of his leg and just fall down. And it's immediate right. Like like it's just. I think it goes down to the individual player. Like I, uh, mostly I just, mostly I just think that it's funny that uh, Ramos ended up getting uh, something like his twenty-six red card mm-hmm. in his career. And uh, if you accumulate all the games where um, he uh, would have been banned after those red cards, it would account for almost an entire season. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's just I mean, classic Ramos. That's, that's a Huge blow for them, though. Going, oh, into, I mean, the, going into the next leg, especially mm-hmm. into Manchester. Yeah, it's going to be really tough. I mean, and, and it, it's not like it's going to be hard playing away at Manchester. I mean, you're just playing to a bunch of plastic seats and plastics in seats. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But that's not the only important. Champions League is ultra important this time of year. Uh, and there's a few big games this week. Tottenham uh, plays Leipzig in. Germany uh, for the second leg. They're only down one nothing. Uh, I have zero faith in us winning this tie. If we win this tie, it's because... Parrot starts. Well, Jose Mourinho does something that nobody's expecting, and, and with him, I don't know what that would be. Parrot at goalkeeper. Probably. Uh, and Also, to add more, oh, Liverpool play this week in their second tie. We kind of talked about it earlier with Atletico. Um, I, I agree with Tanner though. I think uh, Liverpool will pull that out. I'm sure, and I know Chris does too. Uh, down one goal and they're at home at Anfield. A lot of things can happen. Uh, do you but, think that? Do you think that Atletico gets gets an away goal? If they get an away goal, if they get an away goal, that tie becomes in, infinitely more hard for Liverpool 
because I just don't see Liverpool scoring three goals against a team that sits back. And also, I mean, it also depends. Does Liverpool score first? If Atletico comes out and scores a goal, no offense, Chris, but I don't. Oh, see none that taken. Happen. You're talking about my team, not about me. Um, I I just don't I don't see Liverpool and I, Liverpool's outstanding. No, I understand. Sitting back, I understand. Uh, yeah. No, wait, I mean uh, Liverpool have had a tough run of games. I said Jordan Henderson would have to come back if uh, they want any chance of of winning this game because without him, it doesn't seem like they have a snowball's chance um, in doing so. But um, it really depends. If if Liverpool go up two nil and Atletico score, I still think in that second half, cop end the ball just gravitates toward that goal. And we've seen incredible things, especially off that corner, taking quickly a Rigi. But anyways, I think think it's possible. I think anything is possible. European Knights, anything is possible. I I, I think they're going to win. I'm not. No, I I don't think anyone's disputing that. I just, it'll, it'll be, it'll be a really good game to watch. So as much as, as much as it'll just be like Liverpool pounding their head against the wall, but that's that's how Simeone sets up his team. So, so before we do predictions for next week, I just want to talk about relegation. Uh, since we're getting to the time of the year now where uh, teams really need help and need to get some good results. Now, this past weekend, a lot of really good results. Were, uh, Norwich got big three points. In all honesty, I know Bournemouth is in relegation. Watford now. got a good three points. Watford got a good three ha. points. Bourne- <laughs> Bournemouth ha. got a, a big point. Uh, West Ham got a big three points, but but so right now, if I look at the table, I see Bournemouth Villa six teams that are eligible for relegation in my in my book. Uh, I don't see Newcastle, oh, Southampton, okay. Crystal Palace, any of those teams. Uh, Everton. Uh, so as, and as much as I, I mean, but uh, and right now it's Norwich who's at twenty one points, Aston Villa at twenty five, Bournemouth at twenty seven, and then Watford and West Ham both at twenty seven, but out because of goal differential. Villa does have a game in hand though. And Villa does have a game in hand. Albeit the game in hand is against Man City. <laughs> yeah. And Brighton is at twenty eight <laughs> points. And the only reason I'm including Brighton in here is because Brighton's kind of fallen off. So uh we're gonna do this similar similarly to how we do predictions. We're just gonna go around and say the three teams we think we're gonna get relegated. Uh Chris, I'll let you go first. So I, um, I'm not sure if you remember, but in the fall, I m- created this system to predict how hard matches would be for certain teams, and I had this whole spreadsheet set out to in order I to determine that, that I and multiple calculations. I explained it. I went on for a long time and I, I, I explained it. But uh, needless to say, I used that system to see the the bottom sixes minus one uh, teams future uh, 10 games to see how hard each of those would be. Uh, I did not include Norwich because I believe that there is absolutely no chance for them. And I stand by that. But um, so the, the the number that I'm going to read out is going to be the sum of uh, every game that they have left and the difficulty. So uh, if a team is uh, playing another team and the difficulty rating would be easy, it would be a one. Uh, five would be the hardest. Uh, so Watford have, out of the, the five teams that I'm counting, the easiest schedule with uh, a 28 rating. They play uh, Palace, Leicester, Burnley, Southampton, Chelsea, Norwich, Newcastle, West Ham, City, Arsenal. And then on the other side of the spectrum, uh, Villa have uh, the, the hardest with uh, teams like Leicester, Chelsea, Newcastle, Wolves, Liverpool, United, Palace, Everton, Arsenal, West Ham, and Chelsea, or and City. Sorry, um, but uh, I I believe uh, based on the system uh, that the the three teams that are going to go down down are Norwich, Villa, and Bournemouth because Bournemouth actually have a harder schedule than uh, Brighton. Uh, West Ham and Watford, arguably. Uh, Bournemouth play Liverpool, Palace, Wolves, Newcastle, comma, Manchester United, Tottenham, Leicester, City, Southampton, Everton. Especially in those in those last five games, the the ones where they start start having to get those crucial results. I don't think Bournemouth will be able to pull out, and unfortunately, I think that they're going to go down. Bournemouth, Villa, Norwich. Uh, so I I. Literally just looked at the schedules. Also, 
um, not using the fancy rating system that Chris did, but just kind of judging it for myself. Uh, and my initial instinct is to, to agree to go with Norwich, Norwich Villa, um, and Bournemouth. But I'm I'm sticking with my uh, my gut that Dave Davy Moyes is gonna mess it up and send <laughs> West Ham down. So I think it's gonna be Norwich Villa uh, and West Ham that go down. I also just think Eddie Howe is a better manager um, than than Davy Moyes is, and it's it's not gonna go well for for West Ham, sadly. But uh, I'm gonna go. Villa, I like. I don't want to. I don't like. I I can honestly see Norwich not going down, but they're just so far back that I don't see them staying up. They're six points back at a really even game. with August Player of the Month, Timu Pugi. Yeah. So I'm gonna say uh, Norwich, Aston Villa, and I'll also say West Ham. Uh, I think Bournemouth can definitely pull out of it. Um, I mean, right now they're all tied, and Bournemouth is back on three goals of goal differential. Uh, Bournemouth has really been hit by the injury plague this year. Uh, I mean, a lot of teams have, but Bournemouth in particular. And, and with Bournemouth, like, key players. Like, injury plague can happen to 10 people on your team, but they may not be a key player. Bournemouth in particular is key players, mm-hmm. um, and that's really important. Um, but I, I I still see Bournemouth pulling out of it, um, and I'd like to see them pull out of it. I would. I, I think that'd be really good to see. It, it's going to be close. It's going to be interesting. All right, well. Spring break starts on Friday, Woo! Uh, and I hope everyone has a really safe spring break. I will be at home. I could sit in my basement and watch my watch my soccer, which is going to be just be great. I can roll out of bed and just. I'll, I'll be at a bar at at eleven eleven Eastern time. There you go. Watching watching nice. the games that, that, with with people, not just by myself. No. Not, <laughs> with, with the local Everton supporters, with other people, <laughs> not just not alone. Well, if you get up at six thirty in the morning Central Time, Liverpool plays Bournemouth. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Let's get weird. Gosh, you're gonna you're gonna say Bournemouth. Or I'm gonna, gonna say Liverpool two, Bournemouth nothing. I'm gonna say Bournemouth three, Liverpool zero. No, I'm I'm, I'm gonna say uh, Bournemouth a hundred, Liverpool negative twenty because that seems to be the road that we're going on right now. <laughs> but you know, we'll see. I said I said Liverpool two, Bournemouth nothing. Maybe maybe we'll play all the teenagers because uh, they played better against Everton than uh, the the B plus team played against right. Chelsea. They did do that. Let's get weirder. Arsenal West Ham. I'm gonna go with West Ham two, Arsenal two. Really? Yep. Arsenal no. Yep. No. no. <laughs> Arsenal uh, Arsenal 3 yep. West Ham 1. Arsenal are unbeaten in the league oh, in 2020. Oh, cry me the river. My. In 2020. I've their heard their that. only fault has been Olympiacos. Uh, <laughs> which also the Invincibles did lose in the quarterfinals against Chelsea uh in 2004. So shout out to that. Um No. It was it was the semifinals. No, it was the quarterfinals. No, it was the semifinals. No, it was quarterfinals. I, I looked it up. It's the semifinals. No, I looked it up on Wikipedia. I, I looked. It's on my phone. Are you up. sure? I swear. Yeah, I double check that. Worldfootball.net. No, no. What What are you talking about? No, they lost in the FA Cup semifinals to, to United, and then lost in the League Cup semifinals to Middlesbrough. No, the Champions League. Oh, oh, the Champions League. Champions League quarterfinal yes, to Chelsea. that was correct. Aha! Victory. We, we, were, right, both, I, we were both so, right. So, <laughs> I just, I just, it's a London derby. Hardly. It is a London Derby. I like. I swear, West Ham plays us when they play us harder than they play anybody else because it's like the only game they care about. I, I'm just telling you that there's something weird about the London Derbies with West Ham. They love those games. Also, it's just West Ham. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. West, Crystal Palace. West Ham's weird. Crystal Palace. Wait, wait, hold, hold on. He, he okay. No, no, no. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I thought you did. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say uh, Arsenal to West Ham. No. Okay. Yeah. Fair. All right. Crystal Palace against the world champions Watford. Uh, uh, Watford, first of all, no. Watford, two. Crystal Palace, one. We're right. riding the streak. Crystal Palace, one. Watford, zero. I'm going to say Crystal Palace, one. Watford, one. Because no one can play consistent. No one. I also lost Gerard De La Feo to a torn ACL for the rest of the season. Well, he didn't help. He played really well when he played. Yeah, I knew. Then, I knew something was weird after he came off. I, I felt this bad omen. I was like, ah. You fell a bad omen. I feel right. that every time I yeah, watch Tottenham. Yeah, no, I yeah, that's what I felt. Sheffield United, nine a.m. against Norwich. Oh, oh, Sheffield, Sheffield all, all the way. 
Sheffield one, Norwich zero. I'm gonna it's, say it's just how two, Sheffield two won. nil Sheffield one one draw. Ooh. Ooh, those overlapping center backs aren't doing it for you. Oh no, I love the way they play. I just think Sheffield's kind of fun. I love off. Sheffield. Mm. I don't know why. I just like Sheffield. I'd love for them to get top four. It's because they, they, cool. they have swords on their badge. That'd be cool. You think that's Blades. Cool? Blades. Southampton versus Newcastle. Cutlery. Wow, there's a lot of mid-table games. Southampton versus Midcastle. Uh, Midcastle. <laughs> Midcastle. Yes. And more like Lower Castle. Uh, Southampton versus Newcastle. Uh, I'm gonna High go with. Side. I'm gonna go with a two-one Newcastle win. Um, I'm gonna go uh, Danny Ings double hat trick. Uh, Jeez. No, <laughs> but I, I'm I am going to say uh, Southampton one Newcastle nil. Zero zero draw. I think it's gonna be a really boring game. Dude, that would be two weeks in a row. Newcastle hasn't scored a goal. No one in their game has scored a goal. Hey, they they, they scored three goals against West Brom in the FA Cup. And hey, they did. They did. Uh, Wolves versus Brighton. I'm gonna go with Wolves two, Brighton zero. I'm gonna say uh, Wolves two, Brighton one. I think Brighton are going to score first, and then Wolves are going to come back because that seems to be how it goes every game. Uh, Wolves three one. Okay. No reasoning. Just I think it's think the same thing's gonna happen. I think Brighton's gonna score first and then Wolves is gonna just pound them into the so, dirt. This next game is probably the most boring game you're gonna watch all weekend. It's Burnley versus Tottenham. Two teams that like to sit back and counterattack. Uh I'm optimistic. We're gonna win two to one. I'm optimistic. I said I said this last week. I said, um, if Tottenham start Parrot, they're going to lose two to one. But if they don't start Parrot, <laughs> they're, going to lose two they're going to lose two nothing. I'm going to say the the same thing, but but slightly altered. If Tottenham start Parrot, it's going to be one one. But if they don't start Parrot, I'm going to say Burnley one, Tottenham nil. Oh, because Bur- Burnley have uh, just. Un- under the wraps, have have uh, consistently won games or or are scoring goals, and no one's really been talking about it. But they they've been getting oh, they have their ninth. They've been getting better and better. Yeah, they they snuck into ninth place. Tanner, I I I think it's gonna go one nil. Tottenham probably. Who's scoring? I, I, Bergwijn again. Oh, He's gonna ride his hot it. streak. I love it. All right, the good games are on Sunday this week. Uh, Chelsea versus Everton, 9 a.m. Uh, I'm going to go with... It's at Stamford Bridge. It, it doesn't matter to me because Chelsea haven't made that place a fortress this year. Everton won, Chelsea won. I'm going to say um, Chelsea 2, Everton 1 for reasons. <laughs> we haven't won at Stamford Bridge in 25 years. That reason. Um, it's a good year to start. Our manager may not be on the <laughs> may not be on the field. Um, Big dunk. Yeah, which Ancelotti used to manage Chelsea. Didn't Ancelotti he? did, and apparently he's still pretty endeared uh, by their fans. They're they're disappointed if, that he won't be on the touchline if he's not. They wanted to give him a, a nice welcome. But I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say two one Everton. Did they win the title with, with An- Ancelotti or no? They did. They did win the, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was fired the next year because Abramovich was. Upset, uh, yeah. evidently. I don't know. <laughs> and Russian. And Russian. He was that also. Yeah. And uh, this week's game of the week, Manchester United, Manchester City, 11.30 Sunday morning. Uh, 2-2 draw. I could see that. I could see United winning. I could see them drawing. I could see sitting winning. This This match is just going to be all over the place. Because United, um, they, they, they've they been really hot, cold, right? They've had good games and they've had bad games. But then City have been, uh, I mean, City are just City. They're going to be consistently good. They just won the Don't Care About Cup. We didn't even talk about that. But um, I, I think City want to beat them because they lost to United earlier in the season. I think City are going to win 2-1. to one. Tanner? Uh, I think City's gonna win three to two. I think it's gonna be a really, really interesting game. I think Bruno Fernandez is gonna score a barn burner, score a brace. 
Um, he's really impressed me he's since really he's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think City's just going to have too much firepower. All right, the last game for the weekend is on Monday this week, and it's Leicester versus Aston Villa. Uh, Leicester, this is a, this is see, this is a weird game because Leicester have not played well, and Aston Villa they're still in third. I know that's what everyone else thinks. Uh, Leicester two, Aston Villa zero. That's my guess. Yeah, uh, Aston Villa had a good second half against. City in the final, but just just couldn't produce enough, couldn't get enough. That that header at the end of the first half was uh, good, but it, it it didn't come from too much. I didn't see too much in their game. Um, I think Leicester might get a little bit of a an edge over them, and might you know get some of their edge back in the league too. I'm gonna say Leicester two nil win. Uh, Leicester three Villa nil. I just their Villa's not just not that good. I, they have Jack Grealish, but outside of that, they're and Tyrone Mings, but no, he's a Bournemouth now, right? Mings, where is Mings? Uh, no, he's at Aston Villa. He's at Villa. He yeah. was at Bournemouth before. Right, right, right. 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 Yeah, no, I. They're. Who's at Bournemouth? They're not gonna win. They're they're going down. Sorry. Sad villains. Yeah, that'd, that'd be. I'd be. I, I want them to stay up. I do. I really want them to stay up. But uh, but, but do you want them to stay up more than you want Jack Grealish? That's <laughs> true. Jack Grealish would be very nice. Tottenham and United are both going after Jack Grealish. The second Ville go down. Yeah, but they're going to get Bournemouth is like, I like Eddie Howe that, like, I really like Eddie Howe. I like what he's done with Bournemouth. I really respect him. We're we're talking about Villa. Oh, I'm talking about Bournemouth. Oh. (laughs) We're not on the same page. No, No, we were talking about. You were talking about Villa. I, I, I was talking about Jack Grealish. I was talking about Villa. But he said Tyron Mings, and I went to Bournemouth because I thought, ah, Bournemouth. And then I'm still stuck on Bournemouth because then you asked me a question like, Oh, I'd like to stay up. Do you have ADHD? I don't know. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's episode of Stoppage Time. <laughs> uh, tune in next week. Chris will be running the show next week due Woo! to the fact that we are on spring break and I will be in Pennsylvania. But please enjoy your spring break and have a really, really great break and a safe one too. Go Horns! Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Stoppage Time. You can follow us on Instagram at stoppagetime91.1 for news, updates, and more. Be sure to tune in next week for another great episode on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts.